and welcome to another episode of the Brewless Podcast, where indie video games and craft beer unite. Yeah, on, they do. <laughs> on tonight's show, we are doing 20XX and the Stone Stochasticity Project Hi-Fi plus Lo-Fi Mixtape. I think it's the best that you've done it tonight. Not that they, you guys might not know it's tonight, but... It's been really hard to say that word, stochasticity. <laughs> I've I've had I've been fortified with some liquid courage and some confidence, so I think we're in good shape with that part. Um, don't expect it to be pronounced that well for the rest of the podcast, but uh, at any rate, we've got some exciting things on the podcast. So let's uh, let's let's get started. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about a little bit of news uh, that happened today. So we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, September 9th. Um, and Jackie and I, as being former Apple employees, um, we paid attention to the keynote today. Mm-hmm. And during which uh, we saw that Apple is going to be releasing a new Apple TV, which is a very long time coming. Um, if you know anything about Apple, the Apple TV has been around for I don't even know how many years now. Probably a five years? Very, very long time, considering the first one, I believe, is now obsolete. Which right. means you can't even get it serviced in the state <clears throat> of California. That's how old it is. Yes. And um, they announced today that they're going to release a new one uh, with a price tag of $150 for a 32-gig model. And a 64-gig model, I think, is 250 but don't quote me on that. But the big reason why we're, we're bringing it up uh, is because it's going to be able to play video games, specifically apps, uh, wirelessly. So with a touchpad um, that you can sync via Bluetooth or a gaming pad. Um, no, they didn't say if they're going to release an Apple gaming pad. I don't think they're doing that. I don't but. think so, but I would not be surprised if some third-party developer decides to create one. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm sure there's probably ways to just uh, use, like, your PlayStation controller or your Xbox controller like most people do with, like, Steam and their computers. But what did you think about that when you heard it? Um, I think it's interesting. I think, like, <clears throat> I think all things being considered with the number of games that are being ported to the iOS platform and the number of developers that are adopting Apple the, the, the Apple platform as a place where games can be played. Uh, I think it's a natural progression for the company, particularly with you know competitors like Amazon and Google right. getting into that space. So I think that's going to be pretty cool, um, considering that Nintendo is exploring you know mobile things about time. About honestly. time, um, it'd be interesting to see a collaboration between Nintendo and Apple. And I've always, I've said all along, wouldn't it be amazing if you could use, you know, your iPad, your iPod, your iPhone to as a controller, which could be a huge game changer for like kids who are at their friend's house and they don't want to necessarily spend, you know, fifty bucks on a, a gamepad or a ps4 controller or something right. like that you just simply you know pull up an application on your phone and you can play along with your friends just as you would if you had that so i think that that if that's where it's going and that's where that pushes the industry i think that's a good thing for everyone that was actually the first thing that i thought when i um when i heard it i was like okay does that mean that i get to use my phone as a controller like the wii u pad because it would be pretty freaking awesome if, like like you said, I'd just go over to my friend's house. Okay, we're all going to play multiplayer. And I know they already announced um, certain games. And 
for the life of me, I can't remember what they are, but like games that you're going to be able to play multiplayer. Um, so that, so say there's like a, you know, cause there's probably a Mario Kart ripoff somewhere on, uh, the Apple store. So if all four of you can just take your phones, or your iPads, or your iPods and just play that via as a controller, that would be honestly with the amount of people who probably play mobile games now compared to consoles or even PCs, that could really put a dent into console gaming systems, in my opinion. I, I think so as well. Um, particularly, <clears throat> it, but it also would create a lot of opportunity for people who may not necessarily be interested in, you know, the Xbox or the PS4 right. or the Wii U. But, you know, like if those companies wanted to provide versions of their applications. Because, I mean, um, Knights of the Old Republic is available on iOS. Uh, Final Fantasy VII just came out, too, yeah. recently. So many traditional console games are being released on the mobile platforms yep. that I feel like it's it expands the audience for a lot of developers if they're willing to invest in that in that operating system. So, um, And there's good games. Like, Battlehorn is like a full game for mobile only. And same thing with, um, oh, my God, there's another really good one. It's fuck. I play it all the time. It's going to really bother me. And someone's probably yelling at me. It's like, got a little guy, and he's got a scarf, and he goes to these different realms, and he can, uh, Bastion. Have you ever played that? I've not. It is, we might have to review Bastion. I think you would actually really like it. I'll have to check it out. And I think we can friend each other on Apple, which is another crazy thing, is that you have that friends and family sharing thing. Mm -hmm. So I could share apps with you and just say, try it. Like, I Mm -hmm. share them with Chris Walk, and (laughs) if you download something, then we just share it to each other. So, Fair enough. I think um, it could be a really big big thing. Um, You mentioned, like, Knights of the Old Republic, and I said Final Fantasy. Is there anything else that you think that you would want to play on your, or maybe that you play now on your phone that you would like to see on your Apple TV? Hmm. That, that's a hard one. That's a hard one <laughs> because I don't know. Like I, I the mobile. I play. I play some mobile games. Mostly, I play stupid little dot games. Like um, two dots. Yeah, like two dots. Well, I like think, I play. That's the, a good game. Though. It's a good game. Yeah. It's like a story-driven puzzle, and I've been stuck on the same level for like two weeks at this point, <laughs> which is pissing me off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but um. Yeah, like I don't know because there are so many there are so many games on mobile that like the way that I would use them is killing time in the car or or at work or at work <laughs> arguably right um but I think yeah I'm just I'm really really hoping that like Nintendo or some company that wants to make a knockoff game is gonna like put something like you know, like Mario Kart on there and then have like opportunities for you to play against other people. Cause I'm like, I would love to be able to play a game like that against my sister and brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, or be able to play a game like that against my brother, you know, cause it's, you know, it's, it's a platform that all of us have. Right. You're not necessarily limited by the fact that, you know, like my parents live in the middle of nowhere and they don't have high speed internet. Just fire up your data connection and play. Yeah. So. I, I think it's, um, you know what else I also thought was uh, Mario um, Level Maker, Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker? Super Mario Maker, because like that's where Minecraft got started, right? It was mm-hmm. all on mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So 
to create worlds on your on your um, your tablet or whatever, and to show it on the big screen like a Mario Maker, um, I think that would be a cool thing, and it would also be really cool on the go. You know what I mean? So you play it on your Apple TV, you walk away, and you're still playing with it with your data connection, if that's the case, like on vacation. Um, that to me, and, and the other thing about Apple TV, which is also really fantastic, and I and I've done it, is that since it's so tiny, is that you just take that, you just take that device, you log in with your Apple ID, and you can hook it up anywhere. So if you go on vacation for Christmas, you still want to play your games, mm-hmm. like it's there. Um, I don't know. I think it's freaking awesome. It's a it's a huge opportunity as well, just because <coughs> of the ecosystem. Yes, as usual. Yeah, yeah Apple. Apple built this horrible and amazing universe (laughs) that all of our devices just talk in unison and it's just like a beautiful place of magical unicorns and fireflies and rainbows but not if you're an apple employee um firefly is a sacred word though i mean (laughs) yeah so um but yeah i think um so you know, more news comes out and more uh, developers uh, start releasing games. I'm sure if they've Apple's smart, they'll probably have a ton of games at launch with developers who've been waiting for them to announce this. Um, but as more of that news kind of comes, we'll talk about it on on future podcasts, future episodes. Uh, just to you know, we'll probably end up. I'll probably end up buying one because I'm an Apple geek and my apple tv is a few years old and i'd like to get a new one <laughs> uh, yeah i i at least the price point since it's 150 is not bad yeah for a 32 gigabyte device yeah, yeah like, that's like unthinkably cheap because even so it's um even the 64 gigabyte one is cheaper than i think what a wii u is or around what a wii u is for like a yeah, 32 it's gigabyte like model. 250 yeah yeah so it's like if i use that in conjunction with the other plat or consoles in my house that don't get as much use because i'm pc master race um because you're playing indie games and drinking crap beer <laughs> correct. correct yeah i don't have time for those shenanigans um yeah, it's like it's so affordable that I'm like I might just pick one up to play with it. Yeah, and see how I feel, and hopefully it'll be amazing because I am not in love with the Fire Stick. My husband bought one on Amazon Prime Day. It's okay, but you can also talk to Siri and tell her to do everything like you can with like Xboxes. So you yeah. can has a little microphone on the controller. You can say, "Hey Siri, uh, turn on closed captioning. Go to Netflix." All the things that make me wanting to use a controller, now I don't have to. <laughs> hey, hey Siri, Ready Player Two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Read me Ready Player One. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's that's our that's our news for uh, this episode. So let's get into the video game. Twenty uh, XX from Battery Staple Games. started with 20xx uh the game is developed by battery staple games and it is kind of a mega man clone i guess you could say um it's very 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 similar to the mega man games which regrettably i did not play that much of when i was a kid but uh i watched the cartoon oh yeah (laughs) um i was familiar yeah with mega man um, and then it's, it's a platformer. So, you know, side scrolling platformer, 
peril, enemies, etc., and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's hard, like really, 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 really difficult. That is a lot of reallys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're 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 wrong in that. Um I I did play a lot of Mega Man when I was a kid. Uh Mega Man is still to this day one of my my top favorite uh series. Um they announced recently that supposedly I think it's Sony is going to be doing a Mega Man uh live action movie, which has been one of my dreams forever. Um I don't know, like, Sony did Pixels this year, which I heard was horrible, so, ah, I don't know. I wish it was, like, Disney, but anyways, um, about 20XX, like, it is hard. It totally is. I, um, I wrote down in my notes, this game is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, how far do you think, how far did you get into it? Not very far at all. I kept dying, like, I tried multiple levels, and I actually, I got decently far in one of them, but I think I just kept jumping in lava, and, like, there's, like, an area with spikes, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I just want to go home. And, yeah. It's, um, so, look, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. So, for the game, besides it being hard, I'll, I'll focus on some of the, the good points that I enjoyed with it. Um, the first things first, uh, and Jackie mentioned this was uh, to me was it has a female protagonist right from the beginning, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, she looked a little bit like Samus without her uh, mask on from yeah. Metroid, and like crazy he- like cornrows going on. Yeah, and I wasn't sure that cornrows are like a shaved head. Yeah, sort of like a side cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, whatever. She looks kind of badass. Um, you know, the colors are, are good. The graphics are good. They're, I guess, what would you say? Like 16 bit graphics? Yeah. So they're definitely like along the lines of what you might expect from the, um, from the SNES. Yeah. But they're also like updated enough that they don't seem dated on like a newer console. Yeah. So, um, I was playing it on my computer and it was, it was looks great. Now, they recommended that you play the game with a, uh, well, they say an Xbox controller, I'm pretty sure. Did you play with that? I did. Okay. So how did you think the controls were? It worked pretty well. There's actually a ton of games out there that have the support for the Xbox 360, and actually I bought that for a different game, which we might review at some point. But yeah, I felt like the controls were very responsive. They worked very well. It was a good experience for me. I don't know how I would have played the game otherwise. I can tell you how I played that game. <laughs> with great difficulty from what yeah, you told me. Yeah, I played with a, without a controller um, because I could not find my Xbox controller yesterday <laughs> when I was playing it. And um, so, yeah, I had, to, I had to use the keyboard. It was like D to shoot, uh, spacebar to jump, F to phase forward. Um I think it was really all the all the controls that I needed, but yeah, it wasn't. It was just it got a little difficult when you were trying to do like a phase jump to hit the F key in the spacebar and whatever the developer says right at the beginning of the game. Best played with an Xbox controller. So if you happen to get this game, um, I would I would highly suggest that. 
Um, so other than the female protagonist right off the bat, uh, the music really hit me. I really mm-hmm. like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the music from games in that era was... You'll remember it for the rest of your life. It wasn't the best music ever, like, in terms of, like... It wasn't, like, some super complex orchestral arrangement. <laughs> no. But it was just really awesome, like, old-school electronic stuff. Yeah, it was, like, classic chiptune... It was kind of like the beginning of this podcast. Exactly. It was very fast and fun paced. Where we derived our inspiration for how we wanted it to sound. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's not by accident. No. No, it's definitely reminiscent of those early uh, Super Nintendo games. Uh, The Mega Man music is very... The themes came over into 20XX. Like, certainly the, the Mega Man music is iconic to me as well. Um... So one thing I also noticed, uh, as far as like the gameplay goes, other than the difficulty level, um, was uh, just like I liked. Even though it does take a lot from Mega Man, it, it didn't. They they don't hide from that or shy away from it. But I liked the wall jumping. Like I mm-hmm. liked doing that. I liked finding little secret areas. Um, Oh, the power-ups. Like, what did you think of those? Because that's not a Mega Man thing so much. Like, you get your power-ups from, like, getting different pieces of the suit in Mega Man X and then, like, killing the different Mm -hmm. um, bosses. But in this game, you got different power-ups just from finding a box, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, that that was actually kind of cool because there's, like, some places where you... Because you can go back to, like, your home base and you can purchase certain ones. But, like, the ones you find... They're kind of cool. Like, you have a gun that shoots better. You get a scarf that makes it, like, easier for you to jump and run or whatever. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's a lot of variety and a lot of different ways that you can kind of discover these power-ups. Yeah, they did, you know, they updated the Mega Man format bit, like she said, with um, buying things, like purchasing, like, when you kill, um, you know, the different other robots and they would drop health or they would drop money. Um, you know, you could still do things like you could charge up your weapon, which you can do in Mega Man, which I thought was cool. Um, the phase thing I mentioned before, we can like kind of move really fast (laughs) and -hmm. he looks like he's shimmering, um, which was fun. Uh, like they were, you know, I like that those little elements were there. Um, and then one thing I noticed because I died quite a bit, um, well, two things, one, when you died, you lost hit points. Like, when you jumped into, like, a cliff or whatever. So you didn't mm-hmm. really die. You just lost hit points until you finally died, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. Yeah. It was a very, very kind gesture on their part. Did you find yes. the health power-up vending machines? I don't think I did. Because there was, like, a part that I got into where there was, like, a vending machine. You could pay, like, there's, um like, bolts or yeah. nuts or rather are, yeah. like, used as currency in the game. Um, and I found a vending machine that dispensed health until you ran out of money, and then... And then that's it. And then you can't get any more. No, that's it. <laughs> Just like in real life, you cannot get any more treats out of the vending machine <laughs> when you run out of change. Yeah, so it was nice because you are going to uh, die many times, or at least you lose your health many times. But when you did die, and you had to go back into the level, the level was different every time. So that was... 
good and bad. It's good because, hey, look at that's originality. But it's bad because I will not like that was one thing about Mega Man that helped me was that you got to recognize patterns so that you knew when you were going through a level. And I'm sure it helps if you're a speedrunner like you know, um, this bat is going to fly the same way every time. And of course they probably didn't have enough memory to like make randomly generated boards on an SNES cartridge. But, um, yeah, going back into a level and having it be completely different from where you started, that was, it was a nice addition, but like I said, it just adds to that level of uh, difficulty for this game. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. (laughs) So, uh, where can you get this game at? Uh, you can pick it up on Steam. Alas, it is only available if you are using Windows platform. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could apply some pressure on the developers and see if they might be interested in an Apple version. But at the moment, only available for PC. Um, so you can get it on Steam. It is in beta. So it's not 100% done Yeah. at this moment. We um we actually got a review copy from the developers uh for the episode so um I think it I think you can play it though I think they can still yeah it's they can still play it's it it's playable yes. yes it's definitely playable um but it's it's fun it's hard if you like Mega Man I think you would enjoy it yes um if you don't like hard games and you don't like Mega Man, then this one you might want to... This is the worst game ever. You shouldn't even look at it if you don't like Mega Man. I don't even know why you would play it, but... Well, um, no, I mean, I guess if you'd never played Mega Man and you wanted to... You're curious. Yeah, yeah, You're absolutely curious. Do it. So what do you give it? We're going to go out of... Out of... um, We're going to go out of bolts. (laughs) Out of ten bolts, one being the worst, ten being uh, Uh, the best. I'm going to have to give it a seven. Seven bolts out of ten? Seven out of ten bolts. Why? Because it's hard. <laughs> In case you guys did not so emphatically hard. get that, it is a hard so game. So difficult. <laughs> <laughs> why do you give it, okay, on the flip side, then why do you give it the seven points as opposed to like four points? Because nostalgia. Yeah. Mega Man. I give him props for having a female protagonist that you can play right away. Yes, though there is also a male protagonist that a, you can choose um, f- uh, towards the beginning as there's, well. There's a dude. There's a dude. If you want, if you're a bro, you can play as a bro. He's the zero. So she's the Mega Man. He's the zero character. If you are a Mega Man fan, you will know that. Yeah. So yeah, and he has like a swishy like, sword, yeah. sword thing. Um, and music. The graphics, I just love old school... I like new school games that look like old school games and yeah. borrow from old school games, so I'm like, I have to give them props for that. And it was just... It was it was fun to play. While frustrating, it was fun. And I would love if there was like a multiplayer component, because I feel like it would be awesome as a co-op. There is. There is? Yeah, there is. So, uh, and I should have mentioned this earlier, there is a multiplayer component, um... When you're in your home base, there's a spot that says multiplayer. Oh, okay. And if you go to I didn't the, know that was live yet. I don't know if it's live yet. I will say that. How about that it is, if it's not live yet, it is coming. Um, so it is, uh, it's, the game is going to be, or it is right now, it's, it's $11.99. Um, 
just in case you're also wondering. But it is a co-op-friendly platformer. So I'm I'm trying to figure out where they got the roguelike from because I don't find anything particularly stealthy about this game. I don't think so either. I mean, like this is a pretty roguelite. It says. Yeah, it's a roguelike. Yeah, Rogue roguelikes or Mega Man. A fan of roguelikes? Maybe that's a game. I don't know what mm-hmm. that means. But um, I mean, also like it takes up hardly any space. Like the graphics are so low. I mean, you can play this on. I played it on my PC. Because I don't use a PC primarily, I use a I use a Mac, and uh, I was able to play it fine on my my older PC. Um, so uh, I will have to agree with you with the seven out of ten bolts um, because of the difficulty. Like I'm a huge Mega Man fan, and I find the you know the throwbacks to it. Um, I welcome those. Um, I like that it did updates to, you know, whatever you want to call it, like a classic game or classic story. Um, they did enough changes. The the different uh, generated levels were, was fun. The soundtrack was fun. The graphics were fun. The, diff, you know, the different characters is fun. Um, so, you know, I thought it was, it's it's a fun game. It's definitely worth the play. Um, 11.99, I think, is not a bad price like whatsoever if you're if you're just going to go and buy it on steam Mm -hmm. you know i wish they would make it for apple but you never know it could be down the pike could definitely be down there so um all right so we're going to give 20xx by battery staple games which you can get on steam uh i guess unanimously seven out of ten bolts yep all right, so let's get to our beer. I'm going to make you say it again. What's the name of it? The Stone Stochasticity Project. Okay, all right. I did it. Uh, so let's get into the Stochasticity Project from Stone Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. The Hi-Fi plus Lo-Fi Mixed Tape. Uh, it is... alcohol by volume and is made by Stone Brewing Company based out of San Diego, California. Um, The color of the beer, it's a very, it's like a medium orange amber color Um, and is part of kind of like a limited edition series that they've done where they kind of play around with different beer types and have interesting combinations and whatnot. They have a couple of other uh, versions that are available, but this one we chose because hi-fi plus lo-fi. Um, <laughs> it has a very interesting taste. Um, Casey, if you want to speak to that a little bit, because this is your first time having it. I've had it before. What were your impressions? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I, I like the taste of the beer. Uh, it's pretty strong. The 8.8% alcohol. I can feel that. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. right off the initial taste. It doesn't burn. It doesn't like, and, and nothing like that. Um, it's got a good, what did we say? Like, it's got a good, like amber color to it. Yeah. Just a little bit of lacing when you, which lacing is like stuff will stick to the side of the glass long after the foamy head has died. Um, it's an American strong ale, which I think is supposedly like kind of like an IPA, but. Which I can taste a little bit of. There's definitely a hoppiness yeah, to you this can, beer. Yeah, you can taste a little bit of that. You can taste a little bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it does sit well on your mouth, I would say. Um, it, it lingers there for a while. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I mean, we've been drinking it, um, you know, for the extent of this podcast so far and a little bit before that, uh, just to kind of get us in the mood for it. Um, I would say that it's a, it's a good tasting beer. One of the, the reasons why we, we picked it, uh, for 20 XX and paired it with 20 XX because we like to pair all of our beers with games and vice versa. We're classy like that. We are. Uh, the name mixtape, uh, really kind of fit well, I think with the way the game works, um, just, uh, you know, mixing the different qualities when you when you kill a boss and you start absorbing some of their powers and some of the power-ups that you find, mm-hmm. we thought mixtape kind of fit that feeling. And uh, as Jackie mentioned before, um, with I don't even want to try to say the Stow Chastity Project. Mm-hmm. Um, Do bad. Yeah, <laughs> with their uh, special editions, like they. Do mix different flavors together. Um, and this particular one is actually a mixture. They took a version of a specific beer that had been aged for a period of time. And then they took some freshly brewed beer. Yeah. And they mixed them together into this. So I kind of derive from that. Um, 20XX mixes a lot of new game mechanics with old school graphics and old school styles. And it's a side-scrolling shooter platformer you said it way better than i did uh (laughs) so it's you know i felt like it you know mixes the old and the new together and then it makes a very very difficult situation (laughs) but uh that that was kind of the reasoning behind my no i like it yeah i i think it's fantastic what do you have you had anything else by the stone brewing company um i've had a couple of theirs i had they did they had a specific ale that they just discontinued and have a new version coming out, but I've had that. And I want to so stay say, tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 I think I've had another beer by them before, but it's been a while. Oh, it was the um, smoked porter, smoked vanilla porter with orange slice. It was a beer that I bought when I was in California for work. Uh, that it sounds fantastic. So good. Yeah. If you ever have the opportunity to drink it, it is delicious. Yeah, that's very sounds delicious. Really good. They have a ton of different beers. Um, all of their bottles have like a gargoyle on it. It's not Satan, contrary to some urban myths. Um, no, it's like the stone yeah, gargoyle. Yeah, he's a gargoyle. Yeah. Some people think it's Satan, and it's not. That's one of the first things that they will uh, dispute on their website (laughs) and rightfully so because people are crazy and will believe some crazy things but um i think anybody will believe that there's probably some devil in alcohol um i think that's probably why it got why prohibition existed (laughs) oh hold up there's a stochasticity project your father smelt of elderberries we will be filling you in because we will be trying that one yeah um i'm a big fan of elderberries uh actually so that would be it looks like idea. it's a grapefruit IPA. Yeah. Um, never mind then. I don't like grapefruit. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll try it out and we will we'll let you Everything know what it's Everything is worth like. tasting at least once. I do agree with that fact. Um, so where can we find this? Because this isn't... You can find it in many states, but isn't this... Um, 
A um, limited beer? It is a limited beer. I've found it a couple of places. Um, beer specialty stores seem to have it a lot. Um, I randomly found a bottle at uh, Hagedorn's, which is kind of like Webster's local treasure for craft beer because it's this little family-owned grocery store that's like in the midst of all these Wegmans. But Here in western New York, yeah, where we are. Their craft beer selection puts the Wegmans to shame. It's spectacular. Um, but I found the first bottle that I had there, and I bought the second one. I didn't buy the second one there. Um, I might have bought that one at Beers of the World, which also had it. And then they also had another one, which we will probably review at some point in the future. But that one is TBD. But you can find it random places. If you have a place that typically has a pretty good selection of stone beers, you're probably going to be able to find this beer. Um, but other than that, definitely use their beer finder on their website. Yeah. It will point you in the correct direction. Exactly. Because certain types of stone beers you can get anywhere. Some you have to you have to hunt for them. Yeah, you just put in your zip code there and... Um or your city, and it will tell you where close by that you can get it. Um, So for this particular beer, what rating? We won't go out of bolts. You'll just say 1 out of 10 for this one. I'm going to probably also give it a 7. Okay. Because I do like it. It's got fantastic flavor. Um, It's very, you know, very, very robust in its flavor, um, for whatever reason, this bottle seems like it tastes very different from the first one I had. Could have been that I drank the first one after I'd had some other libations, but, okay. <laughs> um, there's just this... The, In the a hop, good or bad way. It, it was, it was a good beer. Yeah. When I first had it, it's still a good beer, but there's just a certain hoppiness. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be my first choice if I were at someone's house and that was offered a craft beverage. Um... So it's it's very good. It's just not something that I would drink regularly. Okay, um, I'd probably give it. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Uh, even though I wouldn't turn it down as far as if somebody offered it to me because I'm nicer than you apparently. Um, yeah. But if someone offered me free alcohol, I would still take it. I'm a little bit of a beer snob. But only a little bit uh, I think. It's that um, it, the taste is good. I think it stays around too long. I feel like it's just that that I don't know if it's the alcohol content. It's definitely the hops. Maybe that's it. It's just that the hops are like way too strong, in my opinion. Um, but if you're a hops fan, then maybe you will like it more. Um, like it. But I do like you know I do like the level of alcohol content in it. Um, it doesn't feel. Like, I guess it feels a little bit stronger because we're just sitting here not doing anything. Maybe if we were at a party and we were walking around and or playing a video game. Um, I guess maybe, unless you play video games like my mom does, where she literally takes the controller and moves in the direction of which she's playing or jumps when she hits the A button. Yeah. Watching her play a Nintendo, which is probably the most advanced system that she could play, um, was always really funny growing up. Like, playing a driving game and seeing her actually try to move the moves but anyways um i would say yeah six out of ten just because uh the taste lingers around too long in my opinion um and even though the taste isn't bad i just think that uh 
It's not my first choice. That's it. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think we're kind of in agreement with that. All right. So um, where do you find us? You can find us online at brewlist.com. You can find us at Brewlist on Twitter, Instagram, and at Facebook.com forward slash Brewlist on Facebook. And also, if you liked what you heard here, you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. As well, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, beer recommendations, or games you'd like us to review, hit us up at Brewlist at gmail.com. That was really good. That was professional. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that uh, we do the podcast, um, and I hope you are enjoying that, but we also do this live. A um, little bit shorter, probably more uh, hilarious, um, <laughs> but we have our YouTube page as well, so you can check us out um, on YouTube. Same thing, uh, Brewlist. Subscribe to us there if you want to see more video content, um, and yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Well, this is Jackie signing off. Stay thirsty. This is Casey just saying uh, bye.